welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all of God's children and all of God's creation. And I know with all that's going on in the world, sometimes, just as quickly as we become enveloped in those higher qualities, feeling the agape love and stuff for all of God's children and creation, the more fiercely the darkness and negativity makes an attempt to disturb us and knock us off base. But the work ain't hard though, y'all, to maintain those higher feelings for everyone everywhere when we hold it down and remain anchored in the loving light of our mighty I Am Presence. Because in reality, we are the power and the spirit of the presence of the living God that dwells within each and every one of us. And that is all the power necessary for us to hold our position and stay anchored in those higher qualities of loving life. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. Jehovah, the I Am, the spiritual man, the image and likeness of Elohim God. In the King James Version of the Bible the Hebrew Jehovah has been translated Lord. Lord means an external ruler. Bible students say that Jehovah means the self-existent one, the I Am. Then instead of reading Lord we should read I Am. It makes a great difference whether we think of I Am, self-existence within, or Lord, master without. All scripture shows that Jehovah means just what God told Moses it meant, I am. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations, Exodus 3.15. Jehovah represents the individual I am in God, Elohim, the universal principle. Jesus, the man of Nazareth, son of Mary, the savior of mankind according to present-day Christian belief. Metaphysically he is the I am in man, the self, the directive power, raised to divine understanding and power, the I am identity. As the result of lack of conscious connection between the thinking faculty and the fountainhead of existence, humanity had reached a very low state. Then came Jesus of Nazareth, whose mission was to connect the thinker with the true source of thought. Thinking at random had brought man into a deplorable condition, and his salvation depended on his again joining his consciousness to the Christ. Only through that connection could he be brought back into his Edenic state, the Church of God. It is plain to any reasonable, unprejudiced mind that Jesus of Nazareth was a religious reformer with a mission from on high, that he had an insight into those things which are ever mysteries to men immersed in the sense consciousness, and that through his knowledge, and in harmony with his mission, he set into motion spiritual ideas that ever since his ministry have been operative in the world. It is evident to even a cursory reader of his life and teachings that he was the representative of a thoroughly organized plan to help men into a higher realization of God and their relation to him. Jesus was keenly conscious of the character of God and his own relationship to him. He knew God as unlimited love and as ever-present, abundant life, he knew him as wisdom and supply. He knew God as Father, who is ever ready and willing to supply every need of the human heart. He knew that as Son of God he had access to every blessing, to all the wisdom, love, and help of the Father mind. Jesus did not simply believe that the words he spoke were true, he knew that they were true. 
His words were pregnant with meaning. They were vital, living words, which carried conviction and which produced immediate results. Jesus is the way shower. He came that we might have life more abundantly, that is, he came to awaken man to the possibilities of his own nature. As he is, so are we in this world, 1 John 4:17. He came to bear witness to truth. He used the one true way to the realization of eternal life and the universal consciousness, therefore his influence on the race cannot be measured. It is infinite and eternal. I am, spiritual identity, the real or Christ mind, of each individual. The I am being. God is I am, and man, his offspring, is also I am. I am is the indwelling Lord of life, love, wisdom, and all the ideas eternally in divine mind. The I am is the metaphysical name of the spiritual self, as distinguished from the human self. One is governed by spirit, the other by personal will. Christ and Jehovah are the scriptural names for spiritual I am. Jesus called it the Father. I am is eternal, without beginning or ending, the true spiritual man whom God made in his image and likeness. The I am has its being in heaven, its home is in the realm of God ideals. It is the center around which all the thoughts of man revolve. The narrow concept of the personal I am should be let out into the consciousness of the great and only I am. Man identifies himself with that to which he attaches his I am, and whatever he identifies himself with, that he manifests. Hitch your I am to the star of Christ, and infinite joy will follow as night the day. As the will of God, man represents I am identity. Individual consciousness is like an eddy in the ocean all the elements that are found in the ocean are also found in the eddy, and every eddy may, in due course, receive and give forth all that is in the ocean. This is individual consciousness, freedom to act without dictation of any kind, selfhood without consciousness of cause, the power to make or break without limitation. Man seeking happiness through sense pleasure. This is sin, missing the mark, and the wages are pain, sickness, poverty, and death. Think I am in harmony with God mind, and health, wealth, and harmony will be yours. I am the light of the world, John 8:12 refers to Christ as the expresser of truth in all its aspects. The divine idea of the universal creation is called in scripture, Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, Colossians 1:15. Everything is first an idea in mind, and this law holds good, not only in the creations of God, but in the forms made by man as well. The table upon which you write was first an idea in the mind of the maker. All creation is summed up or concentrated in man. Christ idea, the one complete idea of perfect man in divine mind. Jesus is the name that represents an individual expression of the Christ idea. Jesus Christ is the name often applied to the man of Galilee who demonstrated perfection. Christ Jesus is the idea that is being expressed by men as a result of their faith in, and an understanding of truth. In this idea are involved all the potentialities of that which is to be evolved through man. The idea itself becomes the evolving power through which it makes its inherencies manifest. Christ ideas are the most heavily charged with spirit. Every expressed idea of the Christ mind is powerful in raising consciousness. Jesus could well say, I, I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto myself, John 12 32. We are all heavily charged with ideas, and when these ideas are released they spring forth and pass from mind to mind, being recorded as they fly, when they are expressed the whole race is lifted up if the idea is charged with the uplifting spirit. Divine Ideal, the Christ Man, the Divine Idea of Man. Illumination, the light of Christ, spiritual understanding, intuitive knowing.
Spiritual illumination is a state of consciousness resulting from Holy Spirit baptism. It is good to affirm, Christ radiance lights my mind, and my whole being is illumined with truth. Illumined consciousness, a mind purified by the light of truth. Illumined thoughts, thoughts quickened through their conscious relationship to spirit. Everything that is manifested was first a mental picture and was brought into expression by the forming power of the imagination. Man accumulates a mass of ideas about substance and life, and with his imagination he molds them into shape. Each one of us must not only see the image of our desires as a theory, but we must also form it into a living, breathing thing through every motive and act. Man gets the ideal images necessary to express his perfect organism from the one perfect mind. The perfect body will be demonstrated through his beholding the perfect, eternal, living, glorified Christ body. Graven images of God are made by mental pictures. The thought of God as a great king in a place called heaven makes just such a material image in our thought realm, and we grow to believe in and worship such an imaginary being, instead of the true God, who is spirit. The Revealing Word, by Charles Fillmore, 1959. Isis Unveil, Chapter 13 We are now on such firm ground, that we will take another step in advance. The same knowledge and control of the occult forces, including the vital force which enabled the Fakir temporarily to leave and then re-enter his body, and Jesus, Apollonius, and Elisha to recall their several subjects to life made it possible for for the ancient hierophants to animate statues and cause them to act and speak like living creatures. It is the same knowledge and power which made it possible for Paracelsus to create his homunculi, for Aaron to change his rod into a serpent and a budding branch, Moses to cover Egypt with frogs and other pests, and the Egyptian theurgists of our day to vivify his pygmy mandragora, which has physical life but no soul. It was no more wonderful that upon presenting the necessary conditions Moses should call into life large reptiles and insects, than that, under like favoring conditions, the physical scientist should call into life the small ones which he names bacteria. And now, in connection with ancient miracle doers and prophets, let us bring forward the claims of the modern mediums. Nearly every form of phenomena recorded in the sacred and profane histories of the world we find them claiming to reproduce in our days. Selecting, among the variety of seeming wonders, levitation of ponderable inanimate objects as well as of human bodies, we will give our attention to the conditions under which the phenomenon is manifested. History records the names of pagan theurgists, Christian saints, Hindu fakirs, and spiritual mediums who have been thus levitated, and who remain suspended in the air, sometimes for a considerable time. The phenomenon has not been confined to one country or epoch, but almost invariable the subjects have been religious ecstatics, adepts in magic, or, as now, spiritual mediums. We assume the fact to be so well established as to require no labored effort on our part at this time to furnish proof that unconscious manifestations of spirit power, as well as conscious feats of high magic have happened in all countries, in all ages, and with hierophants as well as through irresponsible mediums. H.P. Blavatsky When the present perfected European civilization was yet in an inchoate state, occult philosophy, already hoary with age, speculated upon the attributes of man by analogy with those of his creator. Individuals later, 
whose names will remain forever immortal, inscribed on the portal of the spiritual history of man, have afforded in their persons examples of how far could be developed the godlike powers of the microcosmos. Describing the doctrines and principal teachers of the Alexandrian school, Professor A. Wilder says, Plotinus taught that there was in the soul a returning impulse, love, which attracted it inward toward its origin and center, the eternal good. While the person who does not understand how the soul contains the beautiful within itself will seek by laborious effort to realize beauty without, the wise man recognizes it within himself, develops the idea by withdrawal into himself, concentrating his attention, and so floating upward toward the divine fountain, the stream of which flows within him. The infinite is not known through the reason, but by a faculty superior to reason, by entering upon a state in which the individual, so to speak, ceases to be his finite self, in which state divine essence is communicated to him. This is ecstasy. Of Apollonius, who asserted that he could see the present and the future in a clear mirror, on account of his abstemious mode of life, the professor very beautifully observes, this is what may be termed spiritual photography. The soul is the camera in which facts and events, future, past, and present, are alike fixed, and the mind becomes conscious of them. Beyond our everyday world of limits, all is as one day or state, the past and future comprised in the present. H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 Do you not think the mankind of this world needs something to straighten out the chaos? Human beings can't do it. Nations can't do it. Groups of people can't do it. Education hasn't done it and can't do it, and every other channel to which mankind looks for assistance has not done it. But anybody and any group of people, any individual or group of individuals that will call to the beloved I am presence, the ascended host and especially to the seven mighty Elohim of creation, the great cosmic beings, for the illumining intelligence that shows the outer intellectual consciousness the right way to live life, will receive the direction and the illumination, and will have the victory over the hordes of evil that nothing else will bring. There isn't anything else to bring it. Your beloved Master Jesus is that illumining consciousness. Your mighty Saint Germain is that illumining consciousness. Mighty Godfrey is that illumining consciousness, and every ascended master and cosmic being. When you call directly to the seven mighty Elohim of creation, that is our heart's life inside of you that knows what you need, is given to you for the attainment of the ascension, is the protection of your own life stream of everything that is right, everything that is constructive, and is the ever-expanding perfection, and the way and means to create and produce, and maintain and expand perfection that is the divine plan's fulfillment. So blessed ones, there is nothing you need to lack in this world when we are your friends of the light. We are your friends of the sacred fire, we are your friends of eternity. Applause. Thank you so much. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia. Now, when you need to do something and you are not quite sure of yourself, or even sometimes when you go into a condition and you think you do know the right thing, don't be so sure of that. The human has been so trained and led to run wild and dash into everything, thinking it knows more than anybody else. Even when you think you know the right thing, stop a moment and ask your beloved mighty I am presence, and the seven mighty Elohim heart flame within you, to tell this outer self, 
blaze the light in the heart flame of indestructible purifying love through this outer self, possess it and control it, and prevent it from doing wrong. You will avoid problems. You will avoid mistakes. You will avoid the things that have been your limitation and your distress down through the years. Now when you do this, you will feel a freedom you have never had before, because you will become aware that you can fill your world with our perfection, and you can control your world by our perfection, and then you will not need to depend on the conditions of the outer world that are here today and gone tomorrow, or that seem to be one thing, and when you have drawn them into your world, they have become the opposite of what they seemed. This prevents mistakes, deception, and the trap of the sinister force to keep you from having the full perfection of the divine plan fulfilled, and the full master within yourselves to do that which is right, so long as you remain in this world. If a thing seems to be right, still check it with your beloved I am presence and with us, and ask us to blaze our fiery Christ truth, our fiery Christ love, wisdom, and power, our fiery Christ illumination, our fiery Christ purity into this thing, to show you unmistakably what the ascended masters would do, what is the ascended masters way to do anything that seems constructive in the outer world, the ascended masters solution of a problem, your ascended masters correction of any mistake, the ascended masters removal of the opposition to the fulfillment of the divine plan. But you must charge your own intellectual consciousness, and charge your feeling with our fiery Christ alertness, our fiery Christ love, wisdom, and power that holds absolute balance in the mind, in the feeling, in the substance of the things you handle, in the conditions in your world, so things do not get out of balance. There isn't a human being in existence that can't have unlimited help, who will set this habit and hold to it, until it straightens everything out in the being and world of the outer self of the individuals who make the call. So blessed ones, it is invaluable experience. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia, 